0: I created what in my opinion are eight pillars of true wealth and I want to I'll get to that but I what kind of got me there was I have seen clients over time work 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 hard so hard at the expense of their health to yep. obtain wealth and then in their final years in life they're taking all of that wealth and you kind of hit on it just just a few moments ago taking that wealth to try and buy back their health which in A lot of cases, as we know, you
1: you can't. Welcome to the Fit Leaders Talks podcast, a show dedicated to business leaders and entrepreneurs looking to level up their mindset and fitness to thrive in biz and life. My name is Ryan Osborne, AKA Coach Oz, and this is the place to hear truly inspirational stories from other successful business leaders from all industries share their struggle to strength fitness journeys while getting an inside scoop on exactly how these high achievers manage their fitness and busy schedule that has produced a 10x impact within their biz and personal growth. My purpose is to uncover transformable fitness stories from local to well-known people with my mission of empowering 10,000 business leaders to become fit leaders. Welcome to Fit Leaders Talks. Hey folks, Coach Oz back with another... Great episode of Fit Leaders Talks. And, um, you know, again, with these talks, you know, we want to just really expose uh, and keep things quite informal uh, when it comes to just, you know, managing your fitness. But enough of, you know, hearing it from, say, I'll say the cow's mouth from a fitness, you know, professional. The purpose of these talks, again, is to bring you just guests from pretty much any industry um, in multiple, you know, countries that I have spoken to guests now. And this one won't be any different. And I am so pleased and pleasured uh, to have um, Z- um, Bart Zamburgin, um, who we'll introduce in a second. And uh, it's, you know, we've kind of just one of those things where, where we organically met on uh, Facebook and um, just someone that what I, you know, really pride myself on um, and certainly how I like to coach my clients is that, you know, it's one thing to be great and have your you know, success within business. But to really show, to actually be open and vulnerable um, and show how much you do value your fitness in the context of your entire life. And certainly Bart fits the bill like literally no other. And I just honestly um, built a, a quick but you know, really brief relationship to this point. And we got to talking, and then we just kind of said, hey, I think your story would certainly resonate with people uh, into it. And I really hope that um, certainly you can get some great t- tips and feedback from this episode. So, I would like for Bart just to say hey to the gang. Hey, gang.
0: Nice to be on the show.
1: Absolutely. So uh, Bart Zanderberg is the a certified financial planner and wealth advisor. He is the CEO of the Zandbergen Group, and certainly he is a fitness enthusiast. And, um, you know, Bart, honestly, we'll kind of, you know, pretty well just jump right in. Sure. I mean, there's no shame that, you know, I'll say with your social media posts that, it's almost 50, 50, you know, obviously you're, you're showcasing, you know, what you do for a living. Um, actually, and there's a, I'll say, you know, yes, he does financial advising and wealth building. Clearly he also has a passion and also uh, professional experience with, uh, wines, um, as being a certified sommelier, correct? That's
0: correct. Right.
1: And, and then he really does showcase his love and value for fitness, uh, with really, I'll say pretty, um, uh, um, inspiring messages or quotes built upon, you know, your photos. And again, that's what just kind of drew me in. And that's, you know, yes, number one, what I do for a living, but sure. it's one thing to just post yourself a selfie of whatever <laughs> you're doing right. a damn workout. But the fact that you put some of these, which I'm super envious because anybody knows this podcast is coming from a cold, uh, East, you know, Newfoundland coast where it's, you know, getting dark and, and pretty cold, chilly, uh, to a guy that <laughs> is in South <SoCal, laughs> Uh, and also takes um, because he has family in Tahiti. That's Tahiti, correct? Yeah. <laughs> so he's showing he's showing photos of him <laughs> getting his getting his sweat on in these amazing places. But he has, like I said, these inspirational um, quotes and messages that he ties into this. So obviously, my first question clearly is just, you know, the fitness journey. Like, right. where did all that come from? Where did the interest of fitness kind of come from?
0: Yeah, so that's a great question. Um, and what most people don't know um, is. Even though i'm an enthusiast and it's part of my day-to-day life i uh, what inspired me was i grew up an overweight bullied child um and yeah. so i spent most of my childhood in that situation um in southern california and in my age i know it's changed but uh, middle school um yep. our junior high was three years so uh we'd say seventh eighth and ninth grade and then high school was 10th 11th 12th yeah so after years of years of being bullied and overweight and, and, you know, not super healthy um, and you're, you're most likely going to laugh, but in 1976 uh, I went and saw a movie by the name of Rocky (laughs) and uh, I was (laughs) uh, to this day, it's probably my favorite movie of all time. So I, yeah, I left that movie theater. I remember I was by myself uh, uh, eating popcorn drinking a soda probably. Um and I just realized at that point, like uh, I, I gotta change, you know, I'm gonna change my life. So, you know, part of it was that that very next morning I, I I had a pair of tennis shoes and I jogged around my block once, right? It took me a whole three or four minutes. Yep. And then every morning I would do another jog or you know, add another lap, add another lap, add another lap. And then I started doing some research. I read a book, I don't even know if it's still in print. It's called Sugar Blues. Don't remember the author, super old. But it taught me at least the basics of basics of nutrition and really how bad sugar is, right? Overall, I think we can probably all agree on that. So, you know, I I took that information, um, put together, just you know, self self taught, put together kind of a nutrition plan. At that point, I just uh, ate fruit until noon and then had a couple of small meals. I was also, I, you know, living in Southern California, I always loved the beach. My, my mom used to take us to the beach when we were young. Um, and I had the ability from where I live to be able to get on a bus and go to the beach. So yeah. all these stars aligned, including, you know, a gift from God. So over those three months, I went on this calorie, you know, reduction, if not deprivation. Um, I'm not saying that was the right thing to do, but it, you know, it worked for me. I went to the beach every day. Um, and the God gift is, I think, although I was always kind of a tall kid, I grew another three inches at least that summer so the summer between so when I started school in the fall so I'm now at a new school right it's a theater to a couple of different junior highs yeah um I I was unrecognizable I went from the 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 you know the overweight overweight, fat bully kid to the guy like who's this guy oh by the way I also and (laughs) just to add flavor to the story um I didn't cut my hair I don't know how my mom let me get away with it back in those days it didn't (laughs) cut my hair all summer it got super white and blonde. So I was now a kid that people were really interested in, you know, and talking to, I, you know, so from then it evolved. Right. So mm-hmm. then I got more into the kind of the nuts and berries. I became more like a hippie eating, you know, oatmeal, nuts and berries, peanut butter. Again, mm-hmm. it was, it's a journey, right. That's, that's not how I yeah, am, right. but I it, 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 it got me. Um, and, but I just year after year, I got more and more into it. And then after graduating high school, uh, went to a community college for a couple of years, was on the surf team and, you know, maintained kind of the, the health. Yep. But when I started my, my, my last two years in college, where I got kind of serious again, um, decided that I, I took a, a, train, a weight training class for PE at a four-year university. So why not, right? Um, I met a guy, he started coaching me, and then yep. uh, uh, he was, he was uh, a competitive bodybuilder. And then he put me on like, okay, this, and this is what you do. And a takeaway that you don't know about me either is I'm an excellent student. You know, if if I, if I believe in someone, if they say do A, B, and C, I will do it until I, you know, I drop dead. So he put me on a nutrition program. I then went from a six foot three, you know, 170 pound guy to a six foot three, 230 pounds. And that was over 12 months. Um, Most of it muscle. Uh, at that, and you know, I'm in my early twenties, so it's a lot easier, you know, taking muscle as you know, than when we get to older age, yep. um, a couple of years of that, and then looked in the mirror and like, you know what, this is not quite the look I'm going for. And so did more, the, the, that guy had kind of come and gone out of my life, um, learned more about nutrition, more about training. And then I, you know, got to where I had my reduced body fat and, and had more of the fitness look that I was looking for and felt very, very comfortable with. And I'm now uh, forty years into absolutely consistent weight training and and proper nutrition.
1: So what? And that's you know again, right? Um, you know, it, usually there is the story, right? Uh, yeah. And uh, and it's and it's curious to to see where that kind of comes from, and then also just the evolution of where people you know, in terms of just their focus of their training, what their health means to them. And, and we're going to talk about uh, something, you know, that really, we you brought up that I'm certainly passionate about in our previous chat, which was true wealth. But before I get to that, like, right now, as we sit today, like, I guess, just what, what is the thing that that just that drives you to be that consistent? And, you know, I guess, just what, what what are you, what brings you the sense of joy, but truly, what is your big, you know, yeah. I'll just say health and fitness,
0: yeah, driver, You know, I think there's a couple of things. One, it's become part of my life. It's, it's, it's like brushing your, your, to me, it's like brushing my teeth. If I get up and don't brush my teeth in the morning, I'm going to feel like horrific. And -hmm. it's the same with working out. I I get up very early, you know, 3.30 to 4 a.m. I do brush my teeth and I go to the gym and it's six days a week, sometimes seven. It's just part of who I am. And if I don't do it, I just don't feel good, you know, the rest of the day. And I know a lot of it's mental and, you know, uh, some might say I'm OCD. I've not been diagnosed, but maybe I am. Um, but I mean, just overall, it, for me to produce in my, you know, in my business life, in my family life, I have, and I don't know if you know this, Ryan, but I have um, kind of two sets of children. I have older children, and I have a six-year-old. So, okay. so part of the driver is, you know, the, I have a six-year-old that I want to see, you know, for many, many years, and, and be able to. You know, help her and be part of her life as active and doing anything that you know she would want to do. So um, those are all, I think, you know, part of the drivers.
1: Cool, great. No, well, uh, and 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 and, you know, obviously, I know uh, with 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 some of your your social media posts, um, you know, you're obviously a very proud proud dad and and instilling, um, you know, certainly just you know health and well being. And I just think in today's age, well, um, you know, just the mental health pretty much just, you know, diagnoses and issues that are just skyrocketing that, you know, I think that's the other thing too, is when you, when you just, you know, get into a really solid routine, however that looks like for you uh, and really whatever your fitness goal is, but the very fact that it has become pretty much a ritual, it is your lifestyle. It's really hard for some people that sometimes, you know, are in and out of it, maybe out of it more than in it to really Mm -hmm. kind of see, those tangible benefits, right? Like you said, right. It just, it's, it's, it it becomes a identity identity for you particularly, but Mm -hmm. you truly know that, you know, you go one or two days, certainly, you know, whatever without it, like, it's just, it's definitely, you know, direct and indirect towards how you operate with your vibe, your energy, your attitude, your mood with those other aspects of your life. And And that's why I just tell people like, okay, great. That, you know, not, you're always not necessarily motivated, where people tend to pigeonhole um, their fitness i.e to either a look a number on a scale or what have you um it just does become so you know solo right in terms of well it does that for me versus you and and others that certainly i've I've chatted with that it's you know you could spend a day pretty much rhyming off all the big benefits that it provides right and uh and you're more off you know being um non-consistent whereas others they kind of get in their comfort zone and they feel more awkward to actually be active um, because it's not their norm. Right. So, yeah, I I think something,
0: something related to that is I have, you know, people who, who know me and and I'll get like, I just don't have, you know, how do you do that? How do you have the time? I don't have, or to kind of summarize that I don't have the time to do what you do. And, you know, my question to them is, well, how many hours a day do you have? Well, they look at me like, well, well, 24 hours. I go, so do I, what are you doing at 4am? I mean, are you, do you have to be at the office at 4am? Do you have any, you know, any other responsibilities? So if it's a commitment, you make, you know, you make it happen. We all have the same number of hours a day. We all know that. So if it's commitment. And
1: and, and honestly, Bert, I I love that. Um, I've been using the saying, you know, you manage your priorities, not your time, because that's the whole concept is that, you know, Mm. business owner as yourself, myself, you know, yeah. Okay. Society loves and glorifies the whole hustle grind, like do all that stuff. The reality is, is obviously, you know, you, your energy is just here. It is, in terms of what you can provide, and uh, you you can like you can manage still yes your time in a sense of blocking things off and you know moving around, but it always comes back to whatever is a priority in someone's mind. Damn it, they will do something for that, right? Especially when I'll say you know um, something pretty serious might happen, a doctor's diagnosis. You know you need to make a switch. Well, everything that wasn't was down here quickly moved up the priority chain. And that's exactly just it. Is that, yeah, it may be like, I tell clients like with morning workouts um, I'm not as early as yourself, but um, you know, that's, you know, I, I find my, I'll say my creative, you know, my creative creative zone is certainly seven, eight, nine from a work. And then my energy zone from say a workout is is usually anywhere between that nine and 11 in the morning. But I have clients that obviously work out any times of the day, I got some shift workers, but I'm like, listen, if morning truly is impossible, which, it's it's going to be kind of challenging. If not, uh, maybe if you do like a really late shift and it's whatever. But I'm like, you know, yeah, okay, you got to get it done in the evening. But we all know, like, you're you're really setting yourself up for potential um, failure or at least inconsistency. The later that you push it into the day, so. Um, but it's a double whammy because once you get the workout in the morning, one, it's done, great. Yeah. But it's because you just literally put, you know, coffee on 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 high octane in a sense. Because it's going to obviously do so of those other great, you know, uh, benefits—mental, emotional, and all those things. So, um, you got to do what you got to do, right? But I love that. Okay, so this whole concept, of true wealth, right? You had my, you had my wheels spinning uh, when, we, <laughs> when we brought it up. <laughs> yeah. You see that I that I that, that I had a little post on it there, but I guess that, like, honestly, I really think that you know, and everybody, you're a wealth advisor, so obviously it just goes hand in hand for our chat here. And, and, you know, you I've posed it so many times um, in groups, social, or I've done, you know, keynote speeches and I've, I've have brought, you know, I'll say a similar um, thought process behind that of, you know, what is your definition, right? Of wealth. Um, and so in your case, you know, let's just, let's just bring that up, you know, true wealth, certainly obviously something that you believe in. So in your obviously um, mind and that, just, you know, explain what that is and how it has become something I think you know, as an, you know, yeah. as an identity to you and, and your thoughts?
0: Yeah. So my, my, you know, like all of us, life evolves and, and work evolves and, um, you know, thought process. And so how I, how I address my, you know, my clients and my practice, you know, as a, as a financial planner, it, you know, the primary focus is finances. Right. Yeah. but I, and I, I took a step back many years ago, like 15 years ago, like there's so much more to a successful life than just, just money. Um, and I, I, I want to go, I have create, I created what in my opinion are eight pillars of true wealth. And I want to, I'll get to that, but I, what kind of got me there was I have seen clients over time, work, 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 work hard, so hard at the expense of their health to obtain wealth. And then in their final years in life, they're taking all of that wealth and you kind of hit on it just, just a few moments ago taking that wealth to try and buy back their health, which in a lot of cases, as we know, y- you can't. So that was a big driver. That was a big yep. driver for this, this creation. And so kind of my pillars are, um, and funny enough, the first pillar of true wealth is health, right? Um, I call health the ultimate wealth. And yep. again, what I, the, I discuss about people you know, pursuing wealth at the expense of their health Yep. Uh, my, my second pillar is is family and friends and seeking deeper relationships. Yes. Uh, my third is is spiritual, and I say that because you know everyone has a, a belief in a higher something. You know, I'm not yep. pushing anything, one thing or another. But I uh, I read something. Uh, this just came about a year ago, and it was a study of of cent- centurions. Those are hundred year olds, right? Hundred year olds plus. And they all had, they all had a couple of things in common, a couple, which I thought were kind of interesting. And this is not to um, promote any one thing or another, but they all ate meat. I thought that was interesting. They all had some alcohol. I (laughs) thought that was interesting. And then three, they all had a belief in a higher something. Right. So that's my third pillar. Yeah. Uh, My my fourth one is service, and that's like the ability to help others, or mentor, or mentor others, or support the community. So you know, like philanthropy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, My fifth one is a legacy. You know, the story of one's life. What are people going to be saying about you once you're gone? What impact have you had on others' life? Love that. Love that. Um, I think puts it. puts more meaning. It does. Um, And my sixth my sixth one is just you know peace. That's something that I. You know, in my kind of morning prayer meditation on the way to the gym, I, I just, I, I want peace in my life, just internal peace, you know, in a busy life as an entrepreneur, running a business, having family, I, I feel like there's, there's the possibility and probability that there's always going to be anxiety of like, you know, I need you to do this better, I need to do that, but just to be able to take a deep breath and have peace, I think that's super important. Um, yeah. Yeah. I came up with like freedom from disturbance or tranquility. You know, it seems like airy fairy words, but I, you know, kind of fits. No, it. Um, lovely. Yeah. Um, and number seven is finally in finance, right? It's 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 finance and you know a sense of abundance, a sense of you know having enough. But everyone will probably find that differently. Like what is enough? And to me, when I, when I finally came up with the word with abundance, to have enough to do what you want. And, yep. you know, in our business there, it's common to say, hey, let's plan for your retirement, right? Mm-hmm. The Word retirement. Mm-hmm. I've kind of uh, switched that out for financial independence mm-hmm. because, you know, I, I take you would be someone like me. I mean, I, you know, I'm approaching an age where where I would be considered retirement age, but I love what I do. So how great would it be to have the option to say, I could retire if I wanted. I could yeah. go do some pro bono work. I could do you know, anything, because I can, I, I choose to work, or I choose to volunteer.
1: That's exactly that. Well, there's your freedom. And there's your just your in your inner power. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. To to to, to oh, Wow. Yeah. yeah. And it's funny, you know, someone that is, I, is that so how many? Okay, I'll let you can I got one more. I got one more. Oh, yeah.
0: And then, yeah, we can pick up with any one of these that you want. And honestly, well, my wife and had some pretty um, heavy discussions, and she helped me with this one. So number eight is, we call it the invisibles. You know you get a you get a hug from your child um, you know a kiss from your wife your beautiful sunset like how do you how do you define that and so we could call it the invisibles and so often we'll be doing something and she'll look at me and she'll go honey an invisible so wow. that's my pillar
1: wow. that, well it's I love I yeah certainly can play off a, a whole host of them um, to be honest with you and I mean I don't know if for you, you know, where you have the eight, it's not necessarily an order thing. No. Is it just a pillar, right? Correct. Okay. Yeah, that's, yeah. you know, I, I thought that's what it was. Yeah. Um, and and I, I think you know it's it's certainly really hard to go against kind of you know any of of them because you know the bottom line um, and the common denominator um, is that one certainly they sink. Um, they're all intertwined. Um, you know, and and clearly it's just a means to create as much just a level of love, happiness, and joy uh, in, in, in obviously, like you said, what you do and then who you can potentially impact. And that could mean obviously family members, but then also um, business and otherwise, but no, I mean, I, yeah, the legacy one, I really like, I I, I kind of that, that, that one really, really kind of stuck with me. Um, I'm a, I don't know what it has been, you know, for me, just, I love the vibe of, of, of helping people, whether it's a simple comment uh, whether it's, Something that, you know, I think I'm just you know, empathetic. I've got a background in, in rehabilitation for, well, just as, you know, 18 years doing fitness, but I have pretty well the exact identical, um, as doing rehab. And I think, you know, one thing that has taught me, you know, through working with, um, pretty serious, um, injuries and rehabilitation with, with clients, uh, and appreciation for obviously just, you know, what I can do. Um, is that empathetic aspect, and and I just you know so service for me is is really top um, huge, but I, I I love man well yeah the invisible one just hits home for me um, I yeah. wouldn't think that like to me um, like you said to actually even put a, a term on it is is even hard as it of itself yeah but, yeah but um, like you said you know uh, whether it's um, yeah just 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 a, a non specified thing but but clearly um I, I either way yeah that's that is really really cool there uh here's a question that i, I didn't want to ask you too like you know uh, and and you talked about a little bit there but just a little bit and and we can be concise here but you know knowing that when you have you know your fitness pretty well in line and uh and you know you're doing your 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 daily and weekly thing like i guess you know how truly does it positively in, impact you, you know, in terms of just your work, right? Like, cause it's obviously something, like I said, six, seven days a week, like it's, it's just in you. That's what your day is made up. But how can you basically kind of provide a bit of a, a, a connection there to say it impacts my life and business via blank. How would you answer that? Yeah.
0: I think to answer that, I, I, I think I have to further define fitness to me and, and, you know, you're the ah. professional I might have it a little different, but we've talked about workout, 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 which, you know, again, any sort of movement I think is important. Everyone has their, their jam as to what their, that movement is. Um, But nutrition as part of a fitness is huge. And from where I stand Um, matter of fact, maybe you you would take a different approach, but you know, from an aesthetics, you know, like how you want to look, I think it's 80%. Like Mm -hmm. I could work out all I could work out for eight hours. If I'm eating pizza all day, I'm not going to look that much different. So that's a big part. And I, I bring that up now because I think, so I, I'm very um, careful, I'm not to very cautious. I'm very um, disciplined about my eating as well. Um, I'm kind of old school. So I take the every two and a half or three hours. You know, I have my macros kind of figured out. I food prep, all that thing. Um, and I think that along to answer your question, you know, fueling my body properly, exercising it properly, Gives me the energy. I am, um, uh, it's a, an American term, I probably shouldn't use it, but I am to the wall like every day, right? <laughs> I think you know what I'm gonna <laughs> I'm
1: you know, I going to say. We're all game, believe me. We've had a uh, lot of, my, yeah. my, my podcast is open to all types of vocabulary. Right, balls so. to
0: the wall. I'm balls to the wall all day. Um, so, you know, to, to have the energy to be able to, you know, see clients all day and I uh, might have, you know, two or three nights a week, I have something that, that I need to do in the evening. Um, and, and without the proper energy, without the proper help, I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't, I wouldn't be able to engage. That's not to say I don't get tired, you know, trust no. me, but when I, you know, I'm asleep by on average, 8.30 PM every night, because I'm getting up at 3.30 or 4. So I'm not the night owl, uh, no. but I, I go pretty much hard from the minute I get up till yeah. I go to bed. So to answer your question, I think it just helps with the fuel and the energy and the engagement.
1: Yeah. And that's, you know, I think that's because that is your battery, right? Like that is your battery. Right. And, and, right. you know, you pride because, you know, I, I think like, I like the whole concept of reverse engineering, right. And clients that say have maybe some potential struggles, wherever their bottlenecks are. Um, I like to kind of reverse engineer. And that's just meaning that, okay, in your case, you know, obviously you're just your schedule from pretty much, you know, wake till to close of eyes um, is jam packed. Um, and so for you, to obviously, yes, perform and operate at your best. You know, you want to get that workout in first thing in the morning, but obviously, how will that actually happen in the first place? Is obviously really prioritizing your sleep. And then you can go a step further and saying, Well, you know, your pre-bred routine or at least any prep for the next day. And I think that's just where people just leave so many things just up for chance, right? And they're like, Well, okay, oh, I gotta wake up early, but then they're still going to bed pretty late. And so it's kind of like again, grind mentality, but we know mm-hmm. that my God, 40 <laughs> anything like. It's just absolutely going to not only is it going to just you know kill your even your health because you know, as as men and women over 40, just our recovery time increases as our age goes up, right? So it's you know, you can't necessarily recover as fast as, as you want, but um, I mean, your health will literally take a huge dip when we're talking about you know, hunger cravings and obviously blood pressure, cortisol, stress management, all these things yeah. testosterone as a guy. Um, when we're talking about muscle development, again, sleep, but so many just know, oh, it's important, but you know, they just still want to stay up because the whole day is so crazy. And so the only feeling that they have in terms of like downtime, right. Is that evening and they just let it slide way too long. And then it's just obviously chasing the hamster wheel. So I love the fact that, you know, for you, I mean, yeah, you're rigid. Right. And that's great. Obviously you're a structured guy, macro Mm -hmm. meal planning, but bottom line is guys, that clearly, and I can say this just, you know, as, as, as a, as a coach that, you know, you know, your body, your body, literally Bart's body should be commended. And, but it obviously is not just, well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm born with it. I've got great genetics. Yeah. <laughs> you had your story, as you said, from a young age, yeah. Yeah. and, but to get the body that you have at your freaking age, um, yeah. you've got to do that work, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, exactly. uh, no, I love that stuff. Um, all right, so like and, and work it's for you now, let's just kind of like get a little bit of an insight because again, yeah. I don't think we mentioned this off the hot part, but you're, you're how old?
0: I'm 60, six zero.
1: Amazing, right? Now, <laughs> a lot of people hear this on audio. So um, go to my YouTube channel to see the video of this podcast and you can actually see her, obviously. I'll put links to his um, business and, and profile in the show notes. So you can obviously see him there, but what's your right now? Like workouts, like what do you love? What are you working on? What's your key yeah. Typically training goals at the moment. Yeah.
0: So if, if I have a problem, it's, it's uh, my consistency is that I get very habitual. Um, I'm doing the same classic workout for the last 40 years for the most part. What I've increased is my amount of, ca- of cardio. I like to go in and do cardio when I first get to the gym. It helps, I feel it warms up my joints, warms up my back and everything. So I'm 30 to 40 minutes um, on a rotating step mill. That works best for me. It's easiest on my knees, it yeah. warms up my back and I get, the, I get the sweat that I need. And then I break my body uh, into four days. And so we will do like, uh, if we're calling it day one, it's chest uh, and triceps. Uh, day two is back and biceps, pretty basic. Day three yep. is um, I'll hit I do shoulders with a little bit of triceps so it's uh, and then fourth day is legs with a little bit of biceps. so I'm hitting arms every day bicep tricep bicep tricep one day yep. heavy one day light one day heavy one day light uh, but I get the whole body done in four days yep. start over and in a normal environment I will uh, my body shuts down on Sunday. so I might just do a passive uh, re- uh, active rest you know a nice yep. hike or walk. Um, some days I'll go to the gym, depends how spunky I'm feeling. Or if I, uh, if I overindulge in a meal on Saturday, I'll make sure I go (laughs) get the cardio on Sunday. Uh, so that's it about it. So I'm 30 to 40 minutes on cardio and an hour ish, uh, on weights and I, um, active rest in between sets. So I'm doing typically abs, uh, between
1: each exercise. Yeah. So as a piggyback to that, someone that, you know, has come across this, and, uh, and this is pretty well a common question that uh, I like to finish these podcasts with. It's just, you know, when you look at Sundays and I'm not sure if it's Sunday that you plan your week or month, like whatever it is, it's the beginning of a new week now. Just give a little bit of an inside scoop as to how you organize your week and just what are something that, you know, um, that you need to really instill each week for that your week to go as what you've planned. And so any tips, tricks, uh, tools that you use um, to kind of help with your, uh, fitness management share. I would love it. Yeah.
0: So, um, great question. So the, you know, the good news about the hour that I train is that no one wants to talk. to me. I don't have very many East coast clients, um, actually none, um, or Europe. So no one's going to talk to me at 4am, um, ex- except for the people who know I up, uh, know I am up and can't sleep. <laughs> <They'll> call <me. laughs> yeah. Um, so the workout part is, I is very rarely affected and I might have a trip I have to travel that you know that hasn't been over the last year and a half I have an early flight you know uh, I'll plan around that so the nutrition is what I really is um, what I do plan around and I will look at my calendar this is going to sound really odd but um, okay I see I don't have any breaks so I know I'm going to have create an extra protein shake you know for that morning because I'm not going to be able to sit down and have you know one of my regular meals um, there's going to be certain days like, oh, I say I have a lunch appointment and I usually know where I'm going and I've already kind of real, um, kind of figure out what I'm going to order. That kind of stays within my, my yep. normal, my normal zone. But I have found that the Sunday is, and it's funny you should say that because yeah, it is my, you know, uh, food prep day, at least for the next three or four days, yep. so I'll, I'll, I'll get the protein prepped. I'll, I, I have this, um, I forgot if we talked about this. I have what I think learned it from my wife is a great, a, cauliflower mash concoction. Um, I think it's a great cruciferous. Can you share, share?
1: What's in it? Tell me. All right. So
0: um, pressure cooker. I think it's called a quick pot. Um, here in the yeah, States. Instapot. Instapot. Or, Instapot. Yeah.
1: So yep. two heads,
0: two heads of cauliflower kind of chopped in maybe eighths. I throw yep. in a red a red pepper, a yellow squash, a green squash. 15 minutes, it gets nice and soft. And then I use one of those those airier, aerator blenders. I throw in yep. Uh, if I'm feeling like a little naughty, I'll throw in a little Parmesan cheese, some ground pepper, uh, some garlic powder. And with that, I've got, gosh, uh, it, it carries me through at least Wednesdays. I usually plop it on top of the protein. Um, I'll use that same um, Instapot to do my sweet potatoes. Um, yeah. And then I make a like a, a mash of that. So, So the prep is all in containers in the refrigerator. And then in the morning, before I have enough time before the gym, I, I have my containers measure the, the, the protein, which is either yep. ground turkey, ground bison, or fish. And then nice. I plop on some cauliflower, plop on some sweet potatoes, a little hot sauce. There yep. we go.
1: It's mundane in a sense, because no day, like you said, but you can obviously switch up a little bit of the ingredients or yeah. yeah. stuff like that. But um, like I always, you know, what I've learned from, you know, um, a business mentor of mine is, you know, damn it, you know, you're. Your internal, your core business, not obviously your 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 coaching of the clients, but you know, managing your numbers and 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 sales and stuff like that, you know, it should be mundane, it should be boring. Um, because obviously things can, you know, just you know, you like systems yeah. and you you, yeah. know, you want that level of and and I say that with, with my clients. Now, granted, who doesn't like a great new recipe or just a little fun, fresh spin yeah. on anything? Like we all come on, we all want that, but I tell clients that. It's the recipe rabbit hole that for so many people that want a new recipe every day, yet why are like HelloFresh and all these obviously, you know, companies, you know, catering companies, you know, making, you know, so much, you know, growth constant month over month is because people want convenience. But I'm like, it's not rocket science. And the reality is, is if you find something that can work with a little bit of a spin here and there, as you just kind of mentioned off, but the fact that you can literally you know, and, and, you've got minimal time in your schedule, just like yeah. so many others, yeah. the fact that come, you know, Monday morning, right. That you've got Monday, Tuesday, and maybe Wednesday, mostly completely laid out. And it's literally yeah. a pop and go. I mean, your, your percentage of, you know, success and rate of success exponentially increases. Exponential, yeah. Fat, yeah, Right. So, you know, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. You
0: know, I should uh, I have to be real here too, right? So in my younger days, I was, you know, 90, 95%, always on, on, on. I'm 85 now. If, you know, we're out, I, I even though I enjoy wine, like we said, um, um, I, I kind of consider myself a foodie, although I gear towards if we're out, I'm, I typically order really healthy. But guess what? If we're going to go out to dinner and, it, and it, I'll have a slice of sourdough bread or, or I might get something kind of op, I'm, I'm, I'm at a point in life now where I'm not going to deprive myself on a regular basis. I'll stick within my 80, 20, 85, 15. I'm able to reach my goals. And I think that's maybe a moving number for everyone. I think kind of depending where your starting point, if, if someone has like, hey, I've got to get down to my goal. Well, then your, 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 your rate of variation is probably going to be less until you hit that goal. And then once you hit that goal, I think it's ex- I experiment. I like, hey, How many glasses of wine can I have this week and not mess up, you know, where I want to be. Okay. I know where it is. I got to stop there. Um, How many, you know, maybe I had a slight, you know, a couple of slices of pizza this week. I'm not going to, you know, shoot myself because of that. I just want to make sure I factor that in. I think it's important for everyone that it's not, it's not an all or nothing. Um, I know we're getting close out of time, but sometimes it's a small tweak. Last night I was out with some clients at a dinner, a really, really fine steakhouse here uh, in, in Southern California and I made the simple. I had a you know a petite fillet, so well, it wasn't too big. It's a six ounce fillet. That's that's plenty of protein. And the one simple thing that I, I asked him was like, um, you know, put the sauces on the side and uh, no salt, please. I find restaurants over salt, and I I I can tolerate salt, but I, I don't feel great the next day. I feel you know little water retention or some like a pansy here, but um, and I don't like it. And you know hey, what? All? The steak was it was great. You know, I, and I do this regularly. Like, like if I want salt, I'll put the salt on myself. I don't want the, you know, I, I know sometimes I may insult the chef, but I'm just, my point there is it's just a tiny tweak. Hey, don't put the salt on and Put the, you know, the butter, they usually pop on top of the steak. They want you put that on the side, which I don't use. Yep. Right. So now,
1: small, small adjustments, small adjustments, but you like going out, obviously it's, 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 you know, with COVID like my God, yeah. we've all been, you know, literally just, you know, cooped in our, in our house, if you will. And, and, and the reality is, is, you know, it's not like, well, because I go out, like how many, right. Because I eat out a lot. Well then, you know, I'm just going to live with the body that I have. And uh, well, you have more flexibility, right. And then, then what, you know, people sometimes don't realize that you can suggest to the waiter uh, to, to the restaurant in terms of how they can actually prepare your food or bring it out. But um, again, if you're going to make a sacrifice on, well, I am going to have a small glass of wine, well then, you know what? Obviously, be wary of your other portions, your sides, yeah. so that you can yeah. leave that restaurant again. Not necessarily just about the calories or whatever that is clearly within those meals, but as it's just, it's kind of like that that resulting you know digestive effect because you yeah. know when you just eat those foods regularly, um, they're put obviously cooked with things to make it taste super it's yummy. It's good, so yeah, yeah, because and oh. so you know timing macros with eating out is a challenge we can yeah. all agree to that yeah. um but it's just kind of like how are you going to feel come next morning right if if, yeah. if if you just kind of let yourself flow and then you can't look at yourself in the mirror and say look like, ah shame you because yeah. you, know, yeah. you 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 got to own your choices you got to own your choices right so yeah for sure for sure i agree with that i agree with that well um you know any yeah any final words you know in, in, not necessarily you have to but is there kind of just anything else you just wanted to to kind of close with, um, you know, in our chat,
0: you know, I, I I don't think it's anything new. We covered a lot. Like, I think the true wealth is real important. I'd have people focus on that. And then also kind of the last thing we talked about, it's it the changes don't happen overnight. It takes time, you know, set up realistic goals and then set up a realistic lifestyle, you know, after
1: that, um, you preaching to the choir because, you know, the bottom line is, you know, you want a really uh, flavorful and fulfillment lifestyle. Um, and, uh, and I, and I think no matter what you do from the time you wake to the time you go to bed, all contribute to that, not only in the here and now, but clearly potentially long-term. Uh, so this is where those choices, you really do have to kind of, you know, seek, you know, what, what is going to kind of push you from a fitness standpoint, if in fact, to this point, things not necessarily have been, uh, working for you. So again, uh, lifestyle, uh, enjoy. Um, I can absolutely, you know, share, uh, within, uh, with, within your, uh, same mindset towards this stuff. So I really do want to appreciate, uh, I know your schedules, you know, very minimal here. <laughs> so the fact that, a, a small, uh, East Coast guy, uh, could actually grab your, 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 your time, um, very well and very appreciative of that.
0: It was my pleasure, Ryan. Thanks for having me. All
1: right, folks, there you go. Um, just another little tiny quick insight in terms of how, you know, other, you know, business leaders um, just you know pride themselves and and how they you know really you know uh, evolve uh, and take care of their health um, and uh, in the confines of um, you know of of just life in general. And again, leadership as I'm talking and what I breathe in, fit leaders it clearly starts uh, within yourself. And Bart is uh, is a great show for that. So until next time, guys, appreciate your time as always. Take care. Hey, did this podcast resonate with you? Did you get any value from it? If you did then I got one more little favor to ask of you. If you could kindly hit the subscribe or follow button, depending on where you're listening this podcast to, and leave a five-star rating and leave a little review, I'd be forever grateful. Truly, truly, truly. I appreciate that. Until next time, leaders. Talk soon.